I don't believe you. I don't believe you. This is what I think John the Baptist would say if he was to speak in our language today as he's addressing the Pharisees and the Sadducees. What's happening in our gospel? But John the Baptist is baptizing in the River Jordan and people, as we heard from all the areas, Jerusalem, uh, Judea, the whole region of Jordan, were coming to be baptized. And those were people who were seeking that with sincerity of heart. But then came the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and they were coming for a baptism that they did not believe in. And so John the Baptist first calls them names, you brood of vipers, and then he goes on to say to them, produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. You see, John the Baptist was quite the spectacle. He's a person clothed in camel hair. He's got a belt around his waist. He eats honey and locusts. And maybe the Pharisees and the Sadducees heard about this crazy man, and so they wanted to see what this was all about. But the message that he spoke, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, was not a message that they sincerely wanted to live. And so John the Baptist says, produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. It wasn't enough for them to come and to be baptized, but he wanted them to experience a change of life that they would leave and they would be different, not simply to go through the motions, but to allow what was happening to change who they were. And so he says, produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. Now, in our lives, we know lots of people who maybe struggle with addictions. They might struggle with addictions to alcohol or nicotine or some other thing in their life, food or whatever it is. And there comes a point in time that a person who's struggling with addiction might say to themselves, I really need to leave this behind. I need to do something different. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. In a sense, what they're saying is, I want to repent of what I've been doing and to change my life. And so then we can ask them the question, produce good fruit of your repentance. And for some, they would be able to say how it is that they've changed their life. They would be able to give witness and testimony to that. For a person who struggles with nicotine, maybe a chain smoker, maybe it's the diagnosis from the doctor that they're not in good health that leads them to give that up, to seek better ways. Or maybe for the person who struggles with alcohol, it might be reaching out to a close friend, joining AA, having someone to hold you accountable, taking whatever alcohol is in the cabinet and pouring it down the drain so as not to be even have the near occasion of wanting a drink. A few weeks ago now on Facebook, I saw that a friend of mine had posted that they were 90 days sober. And first of all, I didn't realize that the person had an issue. But secondly, I was kind of curious as to why they made that decision, why they were doing that, why they renounced that. And so I reached out to that individual and I asked three questions. I said, why did you choose to, to give up alcohol? What difference has it made in your life? And do you ever think you'll go back? And this person said to me that they started drinking because they were in a relationship and it ended badly. And so that was the way that they kind of ran away from it. They self-medicated in order to get away from that experience, not to even have to think about it. And so that ended up drinking at home or in the bars, wherever it was. 
But then there came a point, and you know, about 90 days ago, where they realized that this was leading to riskier and riskier behavior, that they weren't happy, they weren't satisfied, so they wanted to give it up. They wanted to leave that behind. And that's precisely what that person did. And so for 90 days, they haven't had a drink, and that person tells me that they feel better than they ever have. They said that in the times that they would spend late at night, you know, out at whatever establishment they would go to, that now they're reading books, they're doing other healthier things, they're finding more value in the things that they do in their daily life. In a sense, that person can say, this is the fruit of my repentance, that I'm drawing closer to God in prayer, I'm reading spiritual books, I'm helping other people, all because I made this simple choice to leave that behind and to repent. Now, in our own lives, maybe there's something we need to repent of. Maybe the message of John the Baptist this weekend, to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, to repent and to produce good fruit is something that we need to be able to do in our own lives. Maybe if we've stolen something, it's to give something back to charity in order to make reparation for whatever it is that we stole, in order to give good fruit of our repentance. If we've told a lie, maybe we seek to correct that by speaking the truth. If we have indecent material, it's throwing it away or putting a block on the internet. Whatever it might be, it's trying to show that we're truly trying to change our lives. The word repentance means to turn away from, so to leave behind something that is old, something that we don't want anymore. And the word conversion that we often associate with that means to turn towards the Lord. So as we repent of whatever it is in our life, because we all know that our conscience sometimes gets the best of us, that we have those feelings that I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have said this, why did I do that? And so the conscience is there to help us to be able to say, this is what I want to turn away from, and now I'm going to turn towards the Lord. Maybe through the sacrament of reconciliation, maybe through our own personal prayer. And as we do that, that's going to make all the difference in our life as we hear the words of John the Baptist today. You see, John the Baptist says, repent for the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is at hand, and that's true. The kingdom of God is at hand right now. But the kingdom of God will be at hand for us at the end of our life, at the end of time, when Jesus comes back to judge the living and the dead. And in that time, when we go before our God, we'll have to give an account of our life, of how we've lived and how we treated others, and how truly we have repented. And as we go before God, hopefully we'll be able to say that, yes, I have truly repented of this. And then the Lord will be able to say to us, I believe you.